The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hello there, my name's Neil David and I'm the host of Euro Graps Express the podcast exclusively dedicated to the wrestling of Europe. If it's wrestling and it happens in Europe and it's good, we talk about it. Whether it's RevPro, Progress, WXW, Passion Pro, Pro Wrestling Chaos, Pro Wrestling North, we don't care, we talk about them all. If it's good and it's exciting, I want to share it with you. We're on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Check us out on the feed, check us out on Twitter at EuroGrapsEXP. And join us for chat about European wrestling and a little bit of chat about cheese. Hopefully see you there. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello everybody, welcome to the Super J Cast. I'm Joel, joined by Damon McDonald. It is Wednesday, 16th August 2023. This is episode 270. What is going on, Damon? How are you uh, are you gonna do a little music Damon Corner talking about K-pop for us? <laughs> We're uh, discussing Blackpink. And I saw them uh, over the weekend and it was uh it was fun, it was enjoyable. They are uh, very talented young ladies who uh, dance and sing and uh do all that and it was a packed house at metlife stadium um it was quite a show quite a show i definitely enjoyed myself had a good time um but yes i i've uh i don't know if i've necessarily acquired a taste for it but there were a couple songs that i was like ah that's a good song that's a good song um so uh yeah you know i could check that off the list right i saw my first k-pop show yeah, I mean, you can appreciate the craft, even if uh, you're not a personally a fan of it. But yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. I'm not listening to any, any of their music, but uh, I'll have to give it a try if it's getting a thumbs up from Mr. and Mrs. Damon. Yes, yes, I would give it a thumbs up. Uh, let me recommend uh, two songs. And first of all, wait, first of all, I got to tell you this. Uh, the, the In a lot of their songs, they say this line. And I find it hilarious every time they fucking say it. Uh, they will say the following. Black pink in your area. <laughs> what? <laughs> I swear <laughs> to God. sounds like a, a, a doctor's diagnosis. <laughs> I know. What are your symptoms? I've got black pink in my area. Oh, <laughs> give me some ointment for that. Yes, I'm a salve. I need a, I need a yes. Uh, black pink in your area. I always say black pink in your areola. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, that's it. That's the Super J Cast content we're all tuning in that's for. That's it. Um, and, and then the other one, that I, or the two other ones, is uh, one of the girls' name is, is uh, Rose, I believe. Uh, Rose. And uh, she does a song called On the Ground. I was like, ah, oh, this is a real, f- this, I like this song a lot. Um, That's one I can recommend. And then uh, the other one is. Uh, 
this is the name of the song, dude. It's do it do it do. That is the name of the song. Uh, but uh, it's them kind of. How is how is do do spelled? D U dash D U dash. Like if you look it up, it's exactly <laughs> what it is. Um, and uh, they, it's uh, apparently it's like they're making the sound that of a gun, right? Like a machine gun. So I'll hit you with that. Do do do. That's that's it. Thank you. I've looked it up. It's it's D D U. I think that's an important distinction. Yeah. The way you did it, you made it sound like the the little ditty off of the UK quiz show countdown. They go which I'm sure very few of our listeners are going to be familiar with. But but those that are, well, they're enjoy. There you go. You can have that one for free. Ear to ear grin. Ear to ear grin for those people. Yes. Well, I don't know. Look. Uh, but yes, they. Uh, it was quite the production, and, it, and it, it, here's the thing, cool thing too. Again, seventy thousand people, MetLife Stadium, that whole thing, uh, and then like the sky fucking opened up, and it was pouring rain. But those young ladies didn't miss a beat. They were right there in the rain, everyone getting soaked, and then the rain stopped. It's nice, like it was like cooling. Like it was like a, it was like a, like, like a little dip in a pool. It was nice. Felt good. Great. That's a great story. Speaking of uh, seventy-two thousand, look at look at look at a uh, big Joel going to uh, Wembley Stadium soon. He's lo- he's really looking forward to it. From what he was talking about, <laughs> it's it's a card that's been booked deliberately by Tony Khan to irritate me personally because mm. I wasn't keen on. Adam Cole or MGF as it is. And now we've got two matches with the fuckers on the, on the show. Like what's going on? This, this has got to be a calculated attempt to upset me. And and I, I did try to bail out, but Dan and, and Sipsy and Alan are, are not having it. So uh, yeah, I'm going to be sitting there having a thoroughly miserable time. The worst time I've had at Wembley since um, God, Christ, the FA Cup semi-final in 2009. Mm. So um, I hate Wembley Stadium. I thought you were going to say Live Aid. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw fucking uh, Aztec camera. No, the, the Aztec camera wasn't on the show, so f- shut up. Um, all right. Hey, oh, uh, um, you're going to have a good time. You're going to have a good time. You're going to meet a lot of our, of our listeners, right? Yeah, if you're if you are listening to this and you are going to either Rave Pro or All In, is it All In? Get in touch, shoot me a message or Twitter, whatever, and make sure you join us for a pre-show drink. Mm-hmm. We haven't decided where or when it will be, but there will be one, and you will be buying. Uh, make sure you, <laughs> yes, you will be buying me and editor Dan a pint yes. for all the, the wonderful content we give you. So have your wallets ready. Um, don't bother telling us your names. Don't want to do any small talk. Just, just put the drink in my hands and fuck off. That, that is, oh, that might be the line of the day. I and I think it's great. One of the greatest moments ever. I'm, I'm sitting in the Tokyo Dome, uh, and all of a sudden, like I'm just you know watching the matches. Like it was like from behind, over my shoulder, somebody hands me a beer. I was like one of our one of our listeners. I think his name was uh, last name was Quan. I want to say. Um, I was just like, "Holy shit!" Hey, thanks, but yeah, yeah, that is what I want. I want a, a stream of people coming up to me in my seat at Wembley, yeah. just handing me drinks. Yeah. I, mean, I just say sorry about the show, Joel. 
Ah, that would be wonderful. Like my I, I, ideal scenario here is me reaching the state that you were in, <laughs> in Wrestle Kingdom fourteen night one. Watch two if matches asleep, and sleep away. <laughs> that would be a result for me. I'll take that. I would love that. That would make my fucking day for sure. Ah, look, you're gonna have a good time. You're gonna see the boys. Uh, you'll you know hopefully get couple in you and uh ah you know what it, it it's the event you're going for the event not necessarily to watch uh sexy alina and again this goes right back to what i was saying before this 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 trend in pro wrestling right now that man sell the tickets first and then put whatever the fuck they're going to do <sighs> later uh and and another thing i absolutely loathe these numbnuts, these fucking dopes that defend this. Well, you're gonna. Wouldn't it be great if they didn't announce anything, and you just hear the music and the reaction? That is absolute, just brainwashed. You, you, I, like here's here's when I read stuff like that, all I think is, well, Vince McMahon won. Vince McMahon won. Yes. Yeah. Poison the world. <laughs> you know what? He just waited. It was a waiting game. And he just waited and waited and waited and waited until people don't know any better. Like people just don't know any better. And they accept it. They accept the fist fuck. They just unlubed. They just take the whole fist right up to the elbow. And then they play jacks inside their own asshole. <laughs> <laughs> they take they take a course in sign language in their own asshole because that's exactly what this is you know we could do this thing where we sort of isolate clips of audio from our podcast mm. and make them into sort of little youtube highlight <laughs> things to, little teasers to get people to listen yeah. that is what ours is gonna be yeah what's it called like a Nailed pop it. reel or something like that or like whatever like bands yeah. do that to kind of like get booked <laughs> yes we should do that that should be that should be top and front and center you know what i was thinking about the other day speaking of bits uh Remember that one time we had, uh, I, I think the week prior, we had both going on a little bit of a Naito rant that he was a boob and that he was a, you know, and I'm playing, I played like Nine Inch Nails Hurt or something. <laughs> I was like underneath. And that's how we just cold opened on that. Yes. That was a good thing. Yeah, because we were just gassing him up because we were certain he was going to win the, the G1 right. and he did. Right. But we, we just do that every year now and like a broken clock. Mm. This year. Woo. I was correct. I don't, did you predict Naito to win? I can't remember. I think you might have predicted. I think Will at first. Uh, Osprey Ocon. Yeah. yeah. Fuck you. I was right this time. <laughs> I, I nailed it. You nail it all the time, dude. You're like the smartest guy in the fucking room. Let me tell you something. Like it's amazing. I, I nearly, I nearly got banned uh, from the Discord Pickums contest because I changed my picks because I sort of talked myself into. Hikaleo having a good tournament, and I got accused of insider trading. Oh, like, what, what did they think with the, with the circumstances were there? Like Hikaleo sending me a DM on Twitter, being like, "Hey, no, man. keep this under your hat. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to the quarterfinals." <laughs> right, that's not happening. Uh, but yeah, yeah, you you do find a way to uh, kind of have a little bit of a little bit of a crystal ball. I stink it. I stink at it. Um, I mean, I was kind of close, but. You know, whatever. 
What are you going to do? I think this is the first time I've managed to correctly predict the finals ever in the history of this podcast. I don't think I've got anything since we've been doing our yeah. unofficial G1 pickums. But um, I mean, it had to happen sooner or later. Did you right? win? Uh, no, I mean the pickums contest. It was a bit different. So the wrestlers were arranged into four tiers based on their sort of kayfabe power, and we had to pick one wrestler from each tier, and all the picks had to be unique, so you couldn't pick the same as anyone else. So I picked uh, Naito, Shota, Hikuleo, and ELP. Uh. So, and I finished, like, I don't know, sort of 15th or 10th or something. I wasn't in danger of losing. Although, with the starts that Hikuleo and ELP had, <laughs> and Naito had a slow start as well, I was sort of hovering near the bottom, so it was looking a bit hairy for a moment. Yeah. But I, I, I finished in a respectable place. Okay. All right, that's good. You don't have to do the punishment. What was the punishment? Can we say it on the air? Uh, I don't think it's been decided yet. I think the person who won the Pickums uh, gets to decide the punishment for the person who finished last. And I think the last place was Mint from our Discord. Oh, yeah, so. that name sounds familiar. Bad luck, mate. Mm-hmm. For first, the Forest, not the Forest defeat at the hands of Arsenal. And now you're going to have to eat shit with some sort of terrible. Um, can I make a suggestion? Prize, yeah, can I make a suggestion? Oh, go on. Yeah. Uh, fuck the movie. I say, elbow deep in the ass. <laughs> right? <laughs> so the winner is inserting their yes. forearm into... Okay. Yep. yep. I, I like it. Right? Okay. I mean, listen, we got to make it worth, you know, you you, you don't want to lose these. So I say, do the old fist fuck, right in the old, just stretch out his asshole just, or her. Uh, asshole. Just stretch it right out. That's the punishment. Absolutely fair and appropriate. <laughs> appropriate. All right. Well, that's the show for this week, <laughs> right? Yeah, we managed to get two anal fisting references in within the space of what ten minutes? That's got to be a new record. That is that is really good for us. That is really good for us. All right. Look, I know we got a lot to talk about. I know we got uh, some wrap-up of this uh, G1 thing and uh, probably other stuff. So why don't you, as you always do, professionally, soundly, and uh, with great enthusiasm, drive that boat. Big balls. <laughs> and with big balls, Stugats. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, let's start with... Semi-finals. William says, Joel, as a man now back in England, do you also feel a sense of confusion that American sports commentators refer to the quarter slash semi-finals, of which there are multiple, as the semi-final, but the final, the only one, as the finals? Now, I've not noticed this. Is that correct, Damon? You, you as a, an American man from America, mm. would you refer to it as singular, the semi-final, and then the finals in plural? Yeah. Yes. Semi-final. What? Yeah. Actually, you could throw an S on the semifinals, you know, because usually it's, uh, honestly, in, in a lot of sports, U.S.-based sports, it's uh, like conference championship or conference finals. Um, because usually uh, teams are paired off into two, dare I say, conferences. Uh so that's I think that's a little bit more uh US based. I don't not you know you don't really hear semifinals that much. Um I think you hear conference finals a lot or or division 
finals. Thank you. Hey, speaking of finals, do you know who's in, sorry, final, singular, who's in the Women's World Cup final? I do, because, fun fact, I watched the uh, Australian, what were they, the Matildas, what were they called? Is it Matildas? Yeah, Matildas. Yes, against, against uh, Ingerland. And, uh, hey, look, Joel, it might be coming it's home. Big fuck you to all our Australian listeners. Yes, yes. I feel bad. They were excited, but then. I don't. Uh, you don't. I know you don't. Um, but I do. And, uh, yeah, I saw it was tied up. At one, I think, when I when I popped it on. And then England scored that killer fucking goal and it killed the crowd. And then they Australia was pushing. Like they were they had lots of opportunities, it felt like. Um mm. and then that 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 third goal was just a fucking backbreaker. And they, you know, what are you gonna do? It was like what is it? Shout out to Arsenal's Alessia Russo. Yes. Top yes. Uh yeah, it was I I, I I'm going to give you a hot take here. I'll give you a hot take. I think I like the women's World Cup more than I like the men's cup. Well, that's it. If you, you want a job done properly, you send the woman to do a man's work. So <laughs> hopefully the lionesses can get the job done where the men miserably failed to do so. No, the men came close, to be fair. No, actually, they didn't. They came close in the Euros. The World Cup, they got knocked out in the quarterfinals. So no, they didn't get anywhere near it. So... Yeah. Go on the ladies, bring it home. I think so. I think, and I think they will. They'll defeat Spain, and it's going to be party time at Joel's house. All right. Uh, there was also a party at the Ryoku, Ryogoku. That's a terrible mm. segue. Not only was it a bad segue, but also fucked up the name of the venue. So <laughs> I'm just going to hang my head in shame here for a bit. Let's. <laughs> I think we should go through the. the the back end of the uh, sumo hall base finals chronologically because that I think is going to make more narrative sense as we analyze these. So let's do uh, Kazuchika Okada. He defeated Evil in 18 minutes and 8 seconds with the Rainmaker. So Okada advanced to the final. And I thought this is quite smartly built upon Evil's previous two wins. So the manner of his victory against Shingo and the manner of his victory against Sanada were built into this Okada match with very dramatic near falls. I think it was done as effectively as you could hope for an evil match. I, I suppose there was some reasonable doubt that evil might go through to the final because you, you could have done evil Naito. That would have made sense. Mm. So I think that created a good sense of drama and doubt in people's minds. Um, there was a moment when towards the end, evil hit the evil, but it was on the other side. It was like the left side of evil, not the right side of evil. Not that anyone would have noticed that. I certainly didn't notice it. And when he hit it, everyone was like, fuck, he's going to go. He's, he's going through to the final. So, uh, I was pooing myself then because, you know, whilst I am the resident evil apologist, I don't want him in a G1 fight. Right. You know, that's insane. And I think he, that, I mean, this for me, that th this is the sweet spot for evil. This is as deep as I want him to go in a tournament. Semi-final, absolutely fine. Hot crowd, everyone was behind Okada and there wasn't too much shenanigans in there. And you want, want a, a spicy take here? I think, I think the shenanigans for House of Torture Evil are hiding a good but not great wrestler. I mean, if Evil suddenly went back to not cheating, would he? Would it be that much of an improvement upon this iteration of Evil? I'm not sure it would be. You know, we look back at the the, the back catalogue of Okada Evil matches. What was the best one? Maybe the G1 match in 2017 or, or 2019? 
that that was a good match. It wasn't a great match. No. I mean, I, I don't know. Am I way off base here saying that perhaps this gimmick is good for evil? Um, here's what it does. It allows, like, it doesn't expose him to to a thirty minute match that you know historically he doesn't have the best track record in. Um. Uh, so yeah, I mean it provides some smoke and mirrors for him, absolutely. Um he, look, as much as we bitch and moan about it, it did exactly what it wanted to do, right? I mean, the idea that people were panicking that evil could win and, you know, ultimately did not. I mean, that's what all that was for, right? Like to have that energy with people watching, not wanting evil to get the win, and and Okada right. being the hero, right? And funnily enough, the only thing that killed the energy of the crowd, Stone Dead, was Okada locking on the money clip, <laughs> right? Which it always does. Um, which is that's a perfect example of New Japan. Just you know, they're going to shoehorn things in. They're going to they're just going to keep going to the fucking well. Uh, and again, whether that's Okada just being stubborn or if that's whatever, like the idea of that of of them still trying to get that over as a secondary finisher is is it's, it's almost funny at this point. It's almost comical. But evil, um, I think evil did. I think both guys did did well in this match. Was this a classic match? Was this a match that you're going to go back and watch? Probably not. Um. Um, but again, that being said, for what it was in the moment, uh, I don't necessarily have a problem with it. Like it, 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 evil's participation accomplished what we all knew was was the goal. Um, I guess people were just concerned how deep it was going to go, um, and right out to the elbow, <laughs> right, <laughs> right, exactly, unlubed. So, I mean, I, I guess that that was everyone's concern, but you know, it felt good to uh to be somewhat on edge. If it, it it somewhat, you know, it felt good a little bit, right? Like like maybe it was just a finger or two in the air. Right? <laughs> right? Just just we're not we're not going for, you know, brutality. A little bit of a prostate massage. Yeah. I mean, who happy. who doesn't like that? And that's what New Japan gave us, two fingers. Two finger. Fantastic. Uh, looking forward for Evil then, and, and Sonata as well. So apparently Sonata's been working through uh, a bicep tear, which sounds quite nasty. I don't know how accurate that is, but um, yeah, I hope he gets better soon. But uh, Dad Bod God says, with a loss to Evil in the G1, will Sonata make it to Wrestle Kingdom to face Naito? And Stuart says, excited for the Evil versus Cobb main event of Wrestle Kingdom 18. <laughs> so we did set up at the finals uh, Evil attacking Sonata. So probably that's good. Is you think that's likely to be the main event at Destruction in Sumo Hall? I mean, I don't, I'm not excited for that. I don't think they've got particularly good chemistry. I don't love the matches they've had historically. Uh, the, the best bit of their long feud has been uh, Dick Togo jumping through that table at Wrestle Kingdom. So if they do something like that at Destruction, uh, I'm all on board. But uh, yeah, not particularly excited for the if that is the destruction main event, the evil versus another match, but I do not see evil winning that no. and going into the Tokyo Dome as the champion. Although it would be very funny if he did. Uh, look, at this point, 
I put nothing past them. Um, and especially if Sonata is, you know, if, if, if that bicep tear is, is, you know, something that's going to put them on a shelf for, for a little bit. Um, I don't know if that's something you can tape up, you know, and just fight through. Uh, so, you know, I guess that, that'll be a real indicator. And again, they'll probably just fucking turn a blind eye to it and be like, well, you know, even if he can't defend it, <laughs> are they going to, are they going to strip him of the title? I don't think so. So I think they'll do something, whether again, whether it's an angle where, you know, house of torture doing their house of torture things and wind up winning the title, which would make people's heads explode. I'm sure. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it really depends on if Sonata can work through that injury. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a huge issue. I mean, he's being announced for shows going forward. He's announced with Royal Quest. So I don't think that's uh, a huge concern. Card subject to change. <laughs> well, look, I would like to go to this Royal Quest show. And if Sonata pulls out, then I pull out. Oh. No, no Sonata, no Joel. Wow. Listen to this. Look at that. Listen to this big boast. Uh, I don't think that's true. I think, where is the Rev Pro show? Is that the, at the, uh, what was that called? That fucking tiny copper ass box. arena? That's Copper Box. Oh, okay. Where they did the first Royal Quest. Okay. Well, it's a bigger building. Good. Okay. I thought it was in that tiny <laughs> little place. <laughs> where they would do, uh, no, no, so apparently it's a nice venue. I've never been there. Looking forward to going there for the Rev Pro show on the 26th. And yeah, hopefully if I can get myself tickets for Royal Quest, I will be there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, same rules apply. Just hand me the pint, piss off, uh, and <laughs> I'll be happy. Right. <laughs> Let's uh, move on to the other semi-final. So this was uh, Tetsuya Naito defeating Will Ospreay in 29 minutes, 58 seconds with Destino. So Tetsuya Naito advanced to the final. Now, this, I think we've got to separate this into two parts here. So the first 80% of the match, just spectacular. These guys have got brilliant chemistry. I love their series last year. And this year, they just picked up where they left off. And, you know, for all the humming and hawing people do about Naito and, oh, he's washed and he's broken down, blah, blah, blah. There were some amazing spots in this, like incredible reversals. There was like a, a powerbomb reversed into like a, was it a poison runner or something? Just executed absolutely flawlessly by by both guys. I mean, it's a, you know, participatory thing, but you could tell that Naito had sort of saved himself for the back. It was a, a backloaded tournament right. in terms of his work, right? And I thought they were just knocking it out of the park. Um, the crowd, I, I mean, the crowd weirdly was kind of almost leaning towards Osprey. He was getting quite a lot of chance there. And, you know, that, that's kind of nice to see the crowd show some appreciation for Osprey. Maybe that will help uh, sway his decision one way or the other when it, when it comes to uh, what he's going to do next year. But yeah, this match was going great. And then... And then Osprey, unfortunately, one of those low hook kicks and just booted Naito in the face. Some, you know, obviously was not intentional. Naito, not loopy. So leaving the safety police stuff to the side, like, oh, should they have called the match off? Blah, blah, blah. You, you can't do that. Like, what's Osprey going to do? He's going to go to Naito. Oh, sorry, mate. I've, I've knocked you loopy. Right. I know you're supposed to win this, but just lay down. Let, let, let me win. Just trust me, bro. Like, obviously, that's not going to happen. And what followed was. One of the most dramatic and memorable and unusual things I've ever seen in a, a wrestling match as Osprey, you know, you could you could hear him like he was picking up Naito and talking to him and saying, like, hidden blade, duck it, Naito san, come on, let's go, let's go, you can do it, we do it together, one more move. And Chris Chant was doing his best to sort of talk over that and say, Oh, he's taunting him, he's taunting him. 
but there was a real sense of drama, like, you know, whether or not Naito could actually complete this match. There was that moment where uh, he, they, they did the hidden blade straight after that, and Naito ducked it, and I was like, oh, he's okay. And then Naito was running towards him to do some sort of counter move and just kind of swiped towards Osprey's face and collapsed, and I was thinking, oh, no. Mm. It, it really looked bad for a second there. So, like, you, you want to give credit to Osprey for... Uh, basically, well, always literally carrying Naito through the rest of that match. Like, it was like he was wrestling Yoshihiko, you know, the blow-up <laughs> doll at the end. He's, he's destinoing himself. So, you know, that was a, a spectacular bit of uh, sort of ring general generalship from Osprey to be able to, you know, get through the match, you know, relatively cleanly. It looked good. But I, th- that did take me out of the match into, you know, it broke my suspension of disbelief because then instead of watching it like, oh, is Naito going to beat Will Ospreay to get to the finals? I'm thinking, and the- can Naito, the, the person, actually get through this yeah. match? Is he seriously hurt? So it was very exciting and compelling from that perspective, but that sort of detracted from my enjoyment of it in a kayfabe sense. But either way, just a, a spectacular match and one that I, I won't be forgetting in a hurry. Yeah, it was it, to me, it was one of the moments of G1, which didn't have all that many, but yes, uh, a thousand percent. And, you know, you're right in the sense that it did feel like more than most G1s that people were leaving stuff in the tank um, to get to their marquee matches. And I think in the case of Naito, that's exactly what we saw. Um, And he left it all in the ring. (laughs) You know, like he, uh, you know, he did his damnedest and you could tell that he was fucked up. And again, this is a guy who, you know, aside from the knees, you know, the, the, the eye issues that have been plaguing him in recent years and have, you know, there's been tons of speculation on him, uh, you know, having a, a relatively short career because of it. And I'm sure that kick did that, that injury, no favors. And you could tell that he was knocked loopy and, and yeah, Osprey while, you know, look, it would have been wonderful if, uh, it was a little bit quieter, uh, a little bit more low key, but you know, I can appreciate will just, trying to pardon upon will uh Naito over the finish line and and getting him getting getting to the other side in relatively okay shape it was scary to see um the fact that he was able to perform uh in the finals is pretty amazing to me and it, and it feels like i don't know man like the the whole will osprey thing and the conversation that we had last week really got me down. Like the the idea of him possibly, uh, you know, moving on from New Japan is really a a troubling thought. Um, and again, we have people. I, I, just to to make sure it's clear in everyone's mind, we do have people that can go now. But I'm talking about two, three years from now is is what I'm thinking of. And and to and to ask these type of performances from guys who, you know, they're 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 in, they're in bad shape. I don't, let's not say bad shape, but they're in. They got a lot of fucking miles, right? And we've said it a million times. So, 
um, the idea of, of, of him moving on is really troubling to me. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the, the G1 that he's had and the people, he's given most of his opponents their best matches in this G1. And, you know, whether that's you know, coaxing a, a half-passable match out of Kenta, brilliant match he had with Taichi. Okada match was, okay, you know, that could have been better, but that was hamstrung by the time. But the, the Finlay match, the ELP match, uh, the Yoshihashi match was really good. Uh, this Naito match, it was just a really outstanding G1 from him. And he's having an amazing year. There's no one quite like him in terms of the sort of selflessness and his ability to make his opponents look good. Um, so Figure Collector says, how great was Will Ospreay during the G1? Um, David says, have New Japan missed the boat on an Osprey G1 win and Wrestle Kingdom title win? I'm a big Naito fan, but Osprey stock surely can't get any higher. I think they should have made this his time. So do you think they might have erred there? Or, or do you think that's... I, I think that's something, if he signs on the dotted line and extends his deal with New Japan, yep. then I think that's a, an easy direction for the G1 within the next two years. No doubt. I mean, but that's the big question mark. And so, you know, it, it, it makes sense from that perspective of, okay, you know, if, if nothing is set in stone, then, you know, we gotta, we gotta have the guy that's going to stick around, um, get the win. And again, I'm not saying that he definitely is, but I, I feel like there was a strong possibility. Look, I'm going to do something here, Joel, that's probably a little bit terrible, in the sense of, why don't you just fucking tell us? Uh, and I know I, I can I can feel you sweating over there, <laughs> but I'm going to give a pastrami sandwich. Pastrami sandwich alert. Uh, I think, and and I don't want to get, I, I can't get into details, and Joel knows. Uh, I can't get into great details, but I think that this coming Wrestle Kingdom season, is going to post Wrestle Kingdom is going to be a uh, a sad time for New Japan pro wrestling fans, and I think that uh, I don't think I know that, and Joel as well that uh, names that I think people uh, are fans of are going to be disappointed. Let's and I can leave it at that, but know that come Wrestle Kingdom season, um, I think we're all going to be <sighs> planning for the future with some empty space. Let's put it that way. And that's that's always been the nature of uh, people working for New Japan that. It, it can be a cyclical thing. I mean, they come in for a few years, especially if they're not Japanese, that it is the flights, you know, having those long haul flights over there and the hotels and the lifestyle and stuff of doing those tours for New Japan is a grind, and especially if you're leaving family back home for, for all the workers involved. That's not something that many people commit to full time. So it's, it's all part and parcel of the businesses. And especially now that there is more, competition and more places to work for in the US that that's a it's a threat to New Japan and something they're going to have to deal with whether that is by you know backing up a, a dump load truck full of money uh, Will Ospreay's doorstep to try and get him to re-up I think he deserves it more than anyone else he's been 
probably the best wrestler on the planet for the, the last couple of years. Um, and yeah, he'd be a huge loss if he goes. Now, I'm not necessarily saying I think he will go because he's given the US title a bit of a makeover. Now, it looks to be the IWGP UK title. Mm-hmm. So that's had a lick of paint and he's rebranded that. And Yota Suji got a pin on him and the, the final show. So he that looks like a, a challenge that you know that could be the main event for Royal Quest on uh, October 14th. I think that would be a great choice for a main event, Osprey versus Suji, because you know Suji's got history in the UK as well. I, I think that would be really great. I'd be happy with that if I do go for that being a main event. So you know maybe that could be something to hang your hat on if you are hoping that Osprey stays. That typically that wouldn't be the sort of direction for someone who had one foot out the door of the company. Yeah. Yeah, and again, you know, it's if 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 on top of Will Osprey, there are other things which there there will be there there will be, and again, I'm I'm eating a sandwich on that. Um, I don't know. I just feel like we're in this really weird area where we have, quite honestly, a frenemy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we have this partnership and this relationship and that again, I I question how it's helping New Japan because it feels like it's just an opportunity for Tony to just cherry pick just by, you know. Yeah, but what's the alternative though? If if they don't have this partnership, that doesn't stop AEW from existing and from trying to poach the talent. AEW are going to be trying to tap people up whether or not New Japan have a partnership with them. True. Well, a thousand percent true. I, I guess the the point is is this this idea of I don't know. When I hear partnership, I I, I feel like it's you know, both parties benefit. I don't. I don't know if there's a benefit. Um, I, I personally, I, I think the idea, Joel, of a international company for New Japan is at this point just a pipe dream. Like it's just a pipe dream. It. I feel like that window has closed, and I would love for them to just focus on being New Japan Pro Wrestling again. Um, maybe one or two shows in the states. I I don't think I don't think this is a a touring company. I don't think this is a uh a. I, I really just would love to see them back in home base and tightening up the ship a little bit. And I don't know. It just feels like that. There's there's this constant disappointment in them trying to expand and, and, and point after point after point after point in time, it's just one of those things where I just don't think they, they should at this point. (laughs) Like, I just feel like they, they need to tighten up the things at home before they worry about, expanding and there are plenty of places where they can improve in japan because you know and again we say it a lot that you can't really go by twitter and you can't really go by you know comments elsewhere but you know there are there are people that are very unhappy with where the company is 
and 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 from a from a from a Japanese fan perspective, um, there's a lot of discontent. I'll just go into some of Please. those. Please, yeah, no go, yeah, because you know we've seen stuff with like the Bushiro stock prices taking a massive hit. I was down like twenty percent or something in a single day. I think, from what I understand, that's more due to their mobile apps division. Some of the mobile apps bombed this year, not connected to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Insider trading, but, Joel. Insider uh, trading. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, uh, Obari, he's going on to Taichi's st- YouTube stream to talk about some of these mm. fan complaints from the Japanese fan base. So, like, there have been some dissatisfaction with the setup at Sumo Hall with the tickets being overpriced and, and having four people to a box rather than two people to a box. Uh, people said that's too cramped, you know, being put together with strangers. It's a, a COVID risk. Saying ticket prices are too high, cards are not so interesting, that the finals been full of multi-man matches, um, even stuff like fan behavior, you know, people taking videos or holding towels and cameras and smartphones above their heads and blocking other people's views. Complaints about the, the setup of the G1, they're saying like 32 people is too many. Uh, so, uh, and even like apparently Shibata had been telling fans at an autograph session to tell Obari to book him in New Japan matches. So, wow. yeah, there's definitely a lot of stuff that they could be doing to um, satisfy their home fan base before they, you know, really try and get in the weeds for the US expansion. But I don't think the two things are mutually exclusive. Like All those things I just mentioned can be addressed without having to pull the plug on whatever they're trying to do in the States. But, I mean, facing facts, as soon as AEW became a thing, that cannibalized the, the massive, massive chunk of their us viewership so it was it's never going to go back to the way it was pre-aew um you know we will come on to discussing and previewing some of the shows they got in the states but um yeah definitely work to be done to um improve relations with the, the domestic fans yeah it's uh it's you know like if you if you i like i don't necessarily watch a lot of aew because it's i don't know sometimes i feel like it's just not for me it's shit. It's shit, and it's for idiots. Yeah. So, I, I mean, would you? I hate to say it, but I, like, I, like it's it. Re, I, you would think it, that it would, but it just doesn't land for me a lot of times. There are things that where people say you got to watch this match, and of course, I'll 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 find it and pop it on, and I, and there are good things, but I just think overall, it's just a, a product that just doesn't land for me. I don't, you know, it just doesn't. So. Yeah, I mean, I got to be honest, I'm I'm not a fan of this relationship. I'm not a fan of I'm not I, I don't know. I just don't have any real passion for this partnership that feels like it's just you know, New Japan is like one of those stepping stones to for bigger and brighter pastures and easier travel. And and again, more money, and and you're an instant star because you're on TV in the states. Well, if if CM Punk allows it, <laughs> yeah. I know people get all upset, but I do. Listen, you you have to appreciate his passion at the very least, right? Like he's very passionate about his beliefs and what he thinks the pro wrestling company should be. Um. I just think sometimes it's, I don't know, like, like it, it's sometimes it's causes, it's more harm than good. Um, but I, but like, I, I kind of, I don't kind of like, I definitely see his point. 
in a in a lot of what he complains about, but um, yeah, I mean, I just I don't know. I just people. I just find him to be. I I I just find it like you know how like you get a rise out of New Japan doing things that just fucking annoy a million people, right? <laughs> to me, that's CM yeah. Punk for me. Like I like I I love the oh, yeah. I love the fact that he just does shit that pisses people off. Like I I kind of like that. <laughs> kind of like that. Yeah, I I mean as a neutral observing it all from afar is extremely funny. Um, but yeah, it's it's always good fun rattling people's cages from time to time. So. Uh, yeah, <laughs> kindred spirits, me and Birdbones Phil. Uh, but yeah, let's uh, stick with the G1 here and move on to the G1 Climax final, which uh, took place the next day. Good attendance here. So this was uh, 8,283, uh, packed into expensive, uh, cramped four-to-a-boxing <laughs> sumo hall to see uh, Tetsuya Naito defeat Kazuchika Okada 34 minutes, 18 seconds with a Destino. Uh, ben says, football is back. If the G1 final participants were football teams, who would Naito beat? Okada is obviously Manchester City. So I'm going to say Naito is Arsenal. And this is going to be a poor time for the season to come. Just as Naito wins the G1 Climax and England win the World Cup, Arsenal will win every competition they enter. We're, just, we're going to win it all, just like Naito. Wow. Uh, Troy says, is Okada Naito one of the best New Japan feuds ever? And would you extend it to one of the best wrestling feuds ever? Yes. I would say yes. I absolutely adore this match. And it wasn't a work rate match. You know, the, the Osprey-Naito match the day before was more spectacular, had more moves and stuff in it. But I just, I will always enjoy this match. And to me, it's a, 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 a feud that kind of transcends the star ratings. It's just like every time they step in the ring together, it's like a new chapter of an ongoing, beautiful story that just really resonates with what I love from professional ref- wrestling. You know, there's nothing particularly spectacular or dangerous. Or, you know, there's no massive high-flying spots or anything. It's just, for me, pro wrestling at its finest. It's a great story. They're just adding layers upon layers of it each time. Um, the crowd, just absolute red hot. You know, they were living or dying, everything that Naito did. And him suffering that, I wouldn't call it a concussion, but being kicked in the face. Ruby, uh, Okada leaned into that brilliantly. You know, they milked that for absolute maximum drama. Uh, they, they did that so well. And that added an extra layer of, of uh, excitement and, and trepidation to, to this whole match. And callbacks to the matches they had last year, like the, I think it was a Polvo de Estrella flash pin that beat Okada in the New Japan Cup, I want to say. And they, they played off that, you know, the Stardust press where he missed again. And of course, all us Naito fans <laughs> losing our minds, thinking, oh, he's fucked up again. Callbacks to the Wrestle Kingdom 12 matches. It's callbacks galore. You know, if you're the kind of fan who pays attention to this stuff, you are a richly and deeply rewarded for that. And they're just so good at pro wrestling. Every time one of the, the time calls is coming, like 10 minutes, 20 minutes, I'm like, no, it, it has not been 20 minutes. I don't believe you. That's a lie. Like, it didn't feel like 20 minutes. These just these guys fill up the time effortlessly. They just they have me and the crowd in the palm of their hands. It's just it's an absolute joy. It reminds me why I love professional wrestling when I see Okada and Naito wrestling. I, I think not only is it one of the, the best feuds, I feel like it's one of the most underrated um, within New Japan. Absolutely. Um, I, I wonder if the... And again, you you mentioned that that callback spot. Like, I I wonder if it's it's something where in the back 
it's discussed um, between just you know Okada and Naito, or is there somebody to remind them of these things to make sure you incorporate this? Um, or so do you think it's red shoes? You think red shoes is involved in that? Possibly. Uh, yeah, uh, possibly. Um, and again, nobody's back there to 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 let us know that. I mean, nobody's going to tell us that. But you know, maybe maybe you know, just maybe. And and I I get my rocks off to the thought of this. But um, you know, if they're just calling that shit in the ring, you know, like to have that memory of that to to be able to recall that against a, a myriad of different opponents, like that's. To me, that's that is a pro fucking wrestler right there. Um, oh, I mean, they're geniuses, aren't they? I mean, we know Naito is the stardust genius, but you can absolutely tell him specifically, and also Okada being guys who would just love to get into the weeds with all these little nerdy callbacks and plan them out move by move. Yeah, I mean, that's that that is what what we come for. You know what I mean? And I, I mean that figuratively and literally, <laughs> that is what we come for. Um, it's, you know, it's those little nuggets that, that you get. And, and sometimes, and that's what, again, kind of leads me to believe that it's more the wrestlers themselves that are, you know, are able to do that. Um, and, and, and are willing to do that. And, um, have the ability to do that. That's to me. That's it's mind-blowingly great um, if that's the case. So you know, one of those behind-the-curtain things that I'm always curious about is is that like, is it you know, is it more guys in the back? Okay, here's the direction we want to go, boys. Uh, make sure you know that the spot is in there, or is it you know the two guys? you know, working it out backstage or is it two guys in the ring doing that on the fly that, I mean, whew, to me, that's, that's, that is a pro wrestler and, and it, to have that ability. And if they, if they're, if, if that's the case, man, uh, I would just throw flowers at both of them because that's, that's, that's awesome to me. In Ring Art says, how does 2023 Naito compare physically to 2018 Tanahashi? The storylines are undeniably similar. Yeah, a few people have brought that up. I mean, this does feel like Naito's last run at the top. Like, I, I don't see this happening again. I mean, he's had his, what is this, his third G1 Climax win? Yeah. And, you know, I think he goes on to win at Wrestle Kingdom. And I think this is your last chance to have the big money Naito title reign. And yeah, the, the parallels with Tanahashi, what I assume is going to be his last run, the, the sort of end of tail end of twenty eighteen and early twenty nineteen, those are very apt because yeah, a lot of parallels there. Yeah, you could see it. You could see that it's uh, you know, if, if if Naito does pull it out and 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 wins the title again at Wrestle Kingdom, um, I don't know. I I mean, I would like to think that this is a a decent run with it. Um, I, I, I would hope, you know, just to give the guy that, but you know, I, I do have concerns if, if in fact they do give him the title, then, you know, okay, so let's, let's, let's make this, uh, substantial. I would really hope, but, you know, I mean, 
I just think in terms of making money, like, of course, in storyline sense, yeah, it would make sense for, I don't know, uh, Suji or Uemura or someone to, you know, get the title off of him straight away at New Beginning. But I just think they might want to make some money with this. If this is going to be Naito's last big title reign, then if they have him on top for a good chunk of that year with the belt, main eventing, defending that title against a host of people, they can make some money. Yeah. They like money. Money's good. They need it. They sure do. Uh Look, mobile apps. <laughs> Obviously, not that what they once were. Um, look, it's it. I I think honestly, it's a no brainer. Like, yeah. The problem is this, though. And and again, New Japan Pro Wrestling does this, and it's and so, there's only so many times I feel like you can go to the well. Ice cold Naito, right? For for long stretches of time. And then they warm him up. And then they cool him off. And then they warm him up. And then they cool him off. And it's like, man, like, like to me, that that's one guy that is prone to that so much in his career. Like the like I I don't know if you could say the same thing about Okada or Tanahashi or like it just feels like the cool down period with Naito is dramatic and then they want to build him back up and it's like I don't understand what it is with him that they do that with I, look to wrap it up I just I just I can't imagine him not winning and them not at least giving him something substantial um but then I, again, I question: Is is that has, has that time passed? Like, is that is that window closed already? Um, just by how they handle him. Um, but, but I will say this too: if of of anybody that I have confidence with that can overcome that and and get back warmed up again, it's him, right? It's him. So. Fingers crossed. I hope it's. A, I hope it's a decent run. Hell, hell. At this point, I'd be happy with him just winning the title. <laughs> right? right? Let's cross that bridge first, and then we'll worry about the the length of the ring. What's going on, guys? This is Rich from the Flagship Podcast here on the Voice of Wrestling Podcast Network, and I just want to let you know about a brand new sponsor we have for the network. It's Eufy, and let me tell you a little bit about their newest product, the Eufy Video Smart E. 330. This isn't your everyday smart lock. This is a smart lock, a 2K camera, and a doorbell offering triple the security and triple the convenience. Instead of loading up your door with a bunch of different devices, you install one and it takes care of everything in a complete package. It's not just about the home security though. The Eufy Video Smart Lock E330 is also for convenience. No more worrying about losing keys. You can let each member of your family get a password. You can monitor their movement in and out of the house. You can keep an eye on your packages. You can check in on your house while you're away. There is so much you can do with this product. Best of all, it is easy to install and set up. All you need is a Phillips screwdriver. Leave that drill in the toolbox. The Eufy has keyless entry, a 0.3 second fingerprint recognition, a rechargeable battery with a four month lifespan, two way audio from the lock, enhanced night vision, 24 seven customer support. And you'll love this. None of those pesky monthly fees. 
Eufy sent me a Smart Lock 330, and I've loved it so far. It allows me peace of mind when I'm at work or when I'm away on one of my patented vacations. Plus, it helps me keep track of deliveries to the house, saves me a trip back to the car if I just need to run in for something and I forgot my keys, and the two-way audio system works well for those unwanted guests at my front door. No, I do not need new siding or windows or a roof. Thank you, though. You can simply tell them you aren't interested from the comfort of your couch. Now, are you ready to ditch the others and join the Eufy revolution? Of course you are. Get started today by searching Eufy Video Lock on your search engine of choice. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can finally, once and for all, gain complete control of your door. Once again, that's E-U-F-Y Video Lock yuffieofficial.com slash video lock and we thank them for sponsoring the voice wrestling podcast network yeah mark says how confident are you that night will be done right by at wrestle kingdom i there was a little nugget uh i think night mentioned in an interview about i think it was his grandfather who said he was upset that naito didn't get to do the roll call he was very upset by kenta doing the running at the end to spoil the roll call. And uh, I think he passed away after that. And then Kenta responded to that by saying, ha, I'm happy. I would do oh, it again. <laughs> really? Proper heel work from Kenta. But uh, um, yeah, there is, I think, that juice left for wanting to see Naito not only win the title again, but also get the successful roll call at the end of Wrestle Kingdom. So I think that's something a lot of fans are, are hanging their hat on. Uh, John says, did Naito winning make up for a mediocre G1? I mean, I wouldn't say the outcome made up for the G1 as a whole. I think it was backloaded. I've said that quite a few times. I think once we hit the stretch where we were getting the block exclusive block final shows and then moving into the quarterfinals, the semis and the finals, I think it really picked up. There was a lot of drama there. I think the match quality increased exponentially. Uh, Prior to that, I feel that a block was doing a lot of the heavy lifting in terms of excitement and, and what I was interested in personally, uh, where it was sort of slim pickings in the other blocks, really. But um, was it a mediocre G1? I wouldn't say so. I mean, it wasn't one of the best ones. I think if we're just looking in terms of star ratings, it's fairly middle of the road. But I think the back end of it definitely made up for it. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's an accurate statement. And I think that... Y- y- I mean, not for nothing. You almost have to at this point, right? Like if the, if we're still going with the those guys who are once again head and shoulders of above everybody else when it comes to star power, um, you know there are better better shape, better maybe even more physically gifted people at this point right now. Um, there's there there are no bigger stars. You know, then those people that we mentioned before, none, um, the, you have to build that. That takes time. So to have him to, to expect him on night six to pull out a, a fucking banger, like, you know, like it was, you know, like 2019, I think that's asking a lot. I think, and I, and truth be told, I would rather him conserve that energy to when the matches mean the most. And, and I feel like he did. Absolutely. Uh, I am Kamacha. Thoughts on people saying New Japan is being repetitive with Naito winning G1 or just New Japan being repetitive in general with the world title and G1 specifically. I mean, I think it was 
maybe a little bit jarring seeing this sort of focus on all the you know the musketeers and the young talent and all this but then the final four was Okada, Naito, Evil and Osprey guys who we've seen in those big spots quite frequently over the last few years but I think that's telling a story in and of itself that those young guys are not ready yet I think um I think Chris Sampson was saying something like this G1 is not about 2023 this is about like 2026 correct you know setting the table for for all those future feuds and stuff so yeah those young guys are not ready you can't plug you know your Suji's and Umino's and stuff into semi-finals and finals now um because you know they're not established stars yet they're not proven commodities in terms of drawing a house they might get there I hope they will get there I'm optimistic but I think it's sensible to lean on your established stars for now uh, and that also makes sense in the storyline way to you know as as we have the journeys beginning for these young guys to hopefully you know take up the reins in the not too distant future yeah i mean chris is exactly right in in that um this is this is about the future and not only the future two years from now but the future of january 4th um i don't think any of those guys that you had mentioned have the drawing capability yet to have the main event the biggest show of the year in time it 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 has to happen because they've put so many you know their chips are in with with those guys in a block yeah you know what i mean like that that's the future those guys are the future it has to work um but not right now like you just can't you just can't because like that would be just incredible amounts of, of pressure. And when it doesn't work, then they get labeled a failure or a flop or a fraud, as uh, our Discord likes to say. Uh, fraud watch. And that's not fair. It's just not fair to them. Um, and, and, and I don't think they have that in them right now. But four years from now, three years from now, yep. They better have it because <laughs> we're fucked if they don't. <laughs> That's for sure. Multiverse A says, who do you think will be the next most popular star in Japan once Naito's run is over? Could it be Suji? And he'll be uh, the one to take the title from Naito in 2024. I mean, I think that makes the most sense in a storyline manner. And I mean, he looks like he's got all the tools, doesn't he? He's already got that crowd connection. If you were going to handpick one of these young guys to be the guy to get the crowd on side and, and have that kind of charisma and crowd connection, Suji looks like your man early on, doesn't he? Whereas I, I'd say, I think Umino's come on leaps and bounds in this G1. And I think he's, for me, convinced me that he's going to be a future star. He seems like more of your sort of Tanahashi yeah. mold of ace, whereas Suji is your sort of counterculture, like a little bit of rebellious streak, um, yeah, uh, tweener superstar. Yeah, I, um, I mean, I think there's a lot of variables that that are out of control that that, that are going to play a factor in that in in anointing someone. Um, I think to me, it's Shota um, that that I feel like is the guy, right, in in, in the future. Um, but I think, like I said, I think there are are a ton of variables that are going to dictate where they go like like how how guys are booked and positioned and the matches that they have you know it's it's all going to play a factor you know health injuries um all of that are going to play a factor and 
I think it's a little bit hard to say that's the guy, but like gun to the head, it's um I think it's I, I think at this point it's between two guys, right? Um and it's the two guys that we mentioned. Let's take some time to talk Okada then, who I thought, you know, had a tremendous performance in the final and really did a great job in building that drama and sympathy for Naito um, in a way that is not necessarily always visible. Like, you can't always see Okada doing all that work, but it, it's there. It's absolutely there. And, and Scott says, I'm thrilled Naito won the G1. Okada has felt stale as Wrestle Kingdom foregone conclusion. Are you craving an Okada shake-up? Maybe he asked Finley for Bullet Club leadership. <laughs> Gabe Kidd is his second. Fused with the Ray were three Musketeers. Okada hates the youth. Uh, William says, which of the three Musketeers will Okada face in the Dome? And Darius says, what is next for Okada? I mean, for Wrestle Kingdom, you can do anything with him. You know, there's, there's so many opponents you could line up for him. At the moment, I would say Danielson probably makes the most sense for him to get his win back at Wrestle Kingdom, but there's plenty of other directions you could go in. Um, what do you think is next for Remaker? Um, I don't. Oh, of course, he's got to defend his never six man open weight oh, title. Right, lest we forget. <laughs> um, look, he's arguably in the conversation of best pro wrestler ever. Right, I think I think he's in that conversation. Um, and you're right; he can do and work with anyone, and I think it would be a solid match. And if you're going to book dream matches, um, he's a guy that is definitely on your short list of 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 a person you would want to put in that role. Um, look, he, he's always going to be in the mix. He's always going to be high up on the card, um, and I would have zero problem having having him be a challenger for um, a big boy belt. Right? It just makes sense. Um, I worry that, and and I want to be very clear: this is not part of my pastrami sandwich. Okay, uh, this is not a piece of bread nor meat. Of any kind. What's left for him to do? What more is there to do? Where do we... What... what, what I, and even a, a, a bigger question is... Like, what does he want to do? Like, I see him as a guy who... Could possibly... Spend some time in the States. He's had a terrible time from a professional wrestling standpoint in the States uh, with his, with his time in TNA. I mean, that was just horrific. Uh, but like, does, does that, does he have that itch to go to the States? Like his, like his buddy did. Um, that's what I worry about because him being bored and him being, I've, I've done everything I can. What else is there is a, is a huge concern of mine. And to have an opportunity with a company like AEW where it wasn't there five years ago um, might be appealing to him. And that would be concerning. Yeah, I mean, I can see your concerns because he is friends with the Young Bucks, isn't he? But sure um, is. I think he's 
I, I think he's a company man. I think he's going to be. I, I, I don't think he will be leaving. And I think there's plenty of him to do just with that new generation we talked about. I think Yuya Oemura will be the guy who he's positioned against, and that will be his next task. I think helping to get Yuya and the, you know all the other young guys established as stars within the next five years. Okay, you're him. You know that's a big ask. Okay, right, you're him. You happy with that? Um. I would be, yeah, because I mean, I think that is going to come with plenty of, you know, main events and title reigns and stuff. I don't, you know, just because he's won it all, that doesn't mean he's not going to continue to win accolades as as the time goes on. I mean, that's the best way to do it, isn't it? If I'm, you know, planning a long term story where, let's say, is Yuya is finally going to overcome Okada, the, the the time and place to do that is at Wrestle Kingdom with Okada as IWGP champion. So. I think he's a guy who you know you you will be looking at to help get these guys into top gear over the next few years. And yeah, I I would I would do that if I were okay. Him, sure. I mean, I'm just going to play devil's advocate. You have a choice: two years, three years. I'm going to go to the states, and I'm going to make some bank. I'm gonna I'm gonna cash in, and I would think that Tony, being the New Japan Pro Wrestling super fan that he is would take that in a heartbeat and would push him to the moon. I don't think he's going to be a mid-carder. So for two or three years, he's there with the opportunity to perform in front of 70,000 people, right? As opposed to, at best, half of that on, on New Japan's best day I would be think, okay, I could put over the, the youngsters or I could leave that for somebody else to do. And I can go make some money and come back. And when these guys are established, then I could swoop in and do all that because I'm in the sunset of my career and I got the money in my back pocket to, to show for it. And now I'll put over these guys. Making a lot of generalizations, I, here, but I think that no, no, I, I am about oh, okay. to make some generalizations here, and I would say I think the sort of Japanese workplace culture of loyalty to your employers. I, I, you know, I'm guessing here, and again, that doesn't apply to everyone, um, but I would say he would feel a sense of responsibility to help establish the next generation uh, rather than chasing the biggest paycheck. Okay, I, I, I. I hope that's the case. I hope that's the case. Um, again, we're just talking out loud here. We are just throwing shit against the wall, right? Nothing, nothing, let it be known, is is uh, a part of the pastrami sandwich. Yeah, I mean, look, we could be... Who do you think the pastrami sandwich is about, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> Make up a name. We got, we got to deflect. <laughs> uh, it's about <laughs> down, bleep it out. Definitely, it's boop. Uh, <laughs> sad to see boop. Right, Aramitha, says, Aramitha says, Damon, as a music fan, I'm sure you're familiar with the phrase imperial phase. Mm-hmm. How many of the G1 semi finalists are in their wrestling imperial phase? What does that mean? Okay, uh, so it's my understanding that it is um, 
when a band or an artist is not only selling a lot, like like you know their albums are are selling and downloaded and all that, but uh, from a creative perspective, like it's like their best work, right? So it's like they they hit both levels at the same time, like they peak. Um. Uh, hmm. Like it would be like the equivalent of a, I don't know. I'll give you a Beatles, and and people can argue it to the sun, but like, like the White Album being like their pinnacle of commercial and creative success. Um. Let's see here. Will I think Will even has more to give and and more to go. So so I even think he there's an, another level he can a, a, obtain. Um. Okada, I think we're past that. I think we're past that. I think his peak was, you know, the Tanahashi uh, and Omega stuff. All right. Uh, who else was in the semifinals? I'm having a brain for it. <laughs> evil. Uh, yeah, evil. Evil. To me, evil has so much more to give. Um. I would hate to to see him just where he's at right now. Like I, I would hate that. Um, I, I do think that there's more there, but maybe there's not. And and maybe you're right from the very jump where, you know, House of Torture is a sweet spot. Um, and then uh... <laughs> who else? Well, you did Okada. I did Okada. Osprey, Evil. Uh. Did you Naito? No, I didn't do Naito. I think and 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 I think that this is a if if this run comes to pass, I think this is uh we're we're on the downward trend. Has to be downward trend. Um from a from a pro wrestling in ring perspective. Um is he still as popular as he once was? I think he's very popular. I don't I don't think he's as popular as he was going into the dome. I think one of the biggest mistakes they made was not having him win that title at that dome show. I think like if I'm looking back and again hindsight is 2020. I think one of the biggest fumbled the ball moments was him not winning that title then in there when he was at his absolute red hottest. Um I know, I know the argument can be made that, hey, if, if that happened, you wouldn't have had these matches or this feud or this wouldn't have happened. Maybe. But maybe other things that positive-wise didn't have the opportunity to happen because Naito didn't win the title. Yeah, I mean, there's a conversation to be had there, especially taking COVID into account and seeing where Kenny Omega ended up, whether... If you, you, with the benefit of hindsight, you could have switched things around a bit. But um, uh, let's move on anyway. Uh, Jeff Cobb has challenged Naito. I don't know if they're doing the briefcase stuff anymore. I don't think even Naito is aware. But it looks like we're going to get um, Jeff Cobb versus Tetsuya Naito at some point. Uh, Dara says, do you see the Wrestle Kingdom 18 main event still being Naito versus Sonata? Or do you think they'll make a title switch beforehand? Um, yeah, thoughts on Naito versus Cobb? And do you still think it's Naito Sonata at Wrestle It's got to be Naito like headlining i can't i can't imagine it being anything different i can't imagine naito losing i can't imagine them doing it to naito fans 
<laughs> like, like if, like I would just like if I was a passionate Naito guy, boy, that would just send me over the fucking top. I think. Um, I can't. I can't see it. I can't see it not being him. All right, I'll just go through some of the other stuff that came about after the finals, uh, the semifinals and the finals show, because we're setting the table for the Destruction Tour for the rest of the year. Um, as we predicted, mm-hmm. Molten Oleg did win the Yakiniku Beef Yes. So he beat all three of the other young lions. Didn't see it. It wasn't televised for us abroad. But that not only earns him a lot of delicious grilled beef, but a title challenge uh, against Zack Sabre Jr. for the NJPW World TV Championships, which is exciting. Yeah, that should be fun. That should be really fun, actually. Um, Yeah, good. Good for him. He's got all the meat he can eat um, and a title challenge. And and clearly being positioned above the other young lines because they all failed at this challenge and Oleg won. I mean, just something as simple as that, right? (laughs) Just something as simple as that sets him apart. So, yeah, that should be fun. That should be good. And uh, I wish they would televise it. I don't know if it's like a marketing or or, or a rates. I don't know. why. I don't know why they wouldn't. Why? Do we know why? Do we, have we been told why? I, I think the Japanese viewers got to see it, but... Oh, why not us? Yeah, maybe it, it, it's some sort of TV station politics bullshit that's always <laughs> sees us get the short end of the stick. Yeah, yeah it sucks. But I would have liked to have seen that. Get the big bowl of beef. They're, oh, by the way, are are you a fan of those? Delicious. Well, yakiniku, oh, love it. Absolutely love oh, it. Oh yeah. my god, it's the best. Now I want some. Now I want some. Mm. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, the Kaito Kiyomiya truthers. The copium was being huffed uh, as he was eliminated with an appalling record <laughs> from the G1. That there was going to be some sort of big angle at the finals. He was going to attack someone. Attack Okada. What happened was he had a competitive encounter with uh, Hiroshi Tenzan and will now be taking uh, Ryohei Oiwa with him, who is now going to Noah for an excursion. So, um, yeah, Kaito being stuck doing these opening matches with Tenzan and Young Lions and, and now Oiwa off to Noah for his excursion, which is an interesting one. Yeah. Um, look, I, I I mean, it's not like... Sound like we didn't fucking tell you. I'm sorry people are disappointed, but if you thought that anything of 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 any kind was going to occur at the G1 finals, sorry. You know, you got your hopes up over something that had a slim and none chance of happening. Now, would I have liked it? Absolutely. I think it would have been great. Uh, again, my idea was to have him in the finals and have that that idea of Noah um quite possibly winning the biggest tournament in new Japan pro wrestling. Like that would be incredibly sexy to me. And I think once again, that would be uh, high tide raising ships. Yeah, I absolutely would. But uh, the fact that history has shown that <laughs> boy, new Japan treats their partnerships with when they're in control, when they're in control of their partnerships, boy, they treat people like fucking shit. <laughs> Uh, maybe, maybe they, they, they take it out. You know, maybe they're, they're like, like, like the, like new Japan's parents treat him terribly. So then he goes to school and treats the other kids. You know, yeah, it is Tony Khan. It's the trickle down. Yes. Effect. This is what happens with. Blue. Yes. This is exactly what happens. See, see, 
<sighs> oh, we're in shambles, dude. <laughs> no, man, I was going to say, we, we are the only podcast that told people the truth and on the level about yeah. Kaito and what was going to happen with him. Everyone else out here fantasy booking, oh, he's going to get to the finals. He's going to do this. He's going to get his win back over a cutter. No, yeah. we were the only people who said, wake up, smell the coffee. That's not how New Japan play. Yeah. It's not happening. And we were right. Again. The amount of wins I've stacked up over this G1 is, is obscene. It is. So many things that I've said have, have come to pass. And hopefully people start paying attention. I think people pay attention. I think people have to pay attention. We are movers and, and buy me drinks and give us more money on Red <laughs> Right. I need I need to pay for shit. All right, go ahead, please. I'm sorry. Enough over All right, uh, What else we got? Uh, what's his name? Um, I don't know. I've forgotten this this guy's first name. Pete. Fuck me. <laughs> Fujita. What's his first name? Uh. Um. I don't know. Fucking. So you've forgotten as well. I don't know. Uh, is it? it it's uh. <laughs> I can't I, I, Kosei. Kosei Fujita is officially no See, longer I would have gotten that because I just don't no, no. I'm, I'm just a dummy. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, My brain doesn't work the way it used to. Oh. Since becoming a parent, I'm just constantly blanking on stuff. I'll walk into rooms and completely forget why I entered the room in the first place. Oh my God. It's it's quite frightening. Yep. Um, yeah. I blame parenthood. You have no excuse. Uh, hopefully I do. <laughs> we'll find out this week. You will. You might do so. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, okay. So Kosei Fujita, officially no longer a young lion. He is going on a, a world tour excursion. Mm. He's going to be going to the States and Australia and the UK. And Aiko Rule says, as they prepare to go on excursion, who's got more upside, Fujita or Oiwa? Uh, I think they're both very, very talented. But for me, Fujita is next level. He he look, he look He's wrestling like a 15-year veteran. He looks incredible already. So I think he has the most upside. However... Oiwa has got the more of the sort of hunky, traditional, conventionally attractive good look. So, you know, I could see them being sort of positioned against each other as sort of generational rivals. But in terms of right now, who is the better guy? I would say Fujita. I think he's terrific. I do too. But I just don't, you know, once again, I think there's, there's so many other variables that, that play into that. Um, but yeah, I mean... <sighs> I mean, I see. Here's the problem. If I answer that question, I'm I'm flipping a coin, right? Because I think both of them have tremendous upside. Um, but I'd be flipping a coin at this point. To me, um, once again, I kind of just look for connection and and um, connection with the crowd and and all of that because I think the the they're they're I feel like they're on par with each other when it comes to in ring. Um so I would just be flipping a coin and I don't think that does that any justice. Yeah, absolutely fair. Um so I'm not gonna stop to discuss each of these in detail, just some of the stuff that's been set up. Uh we had uh Henare attacking Eddie Kingston, so it looks like he's challenging for the strong title. I suspect that's gonna happen at the Fighting Spirit Unleashed show in Vegas on October twenty eighth. We also have Great Okan and Shingo. They had a little program set up based on stuff backstage. Uh we have the War Dogs, so Gay Kid and uh, Alex Coglin. Look like they're going to be facing Hikaleo and El Fantasma, which is a team that I'd speculated I would like to see. And yes. uh, we are seeing it. So Here's that's pretty one. cool. It looks like uh, Hikaleo and ELP are going to be challenging 
for the strong open weight tag titles. Uh, it looks like we're seeing Tamatonga versus David Finlay again for the never title. Uh, Mark says, how long before you could realistically see Gabe Kidd as leader of Bullet Club? Well, I'll tell you what. Not that it's going to happen, but um, if G1 is any indicator of who I would prefer, <laughs> I mean, boy, uh, I feel like Gabe Kidd is 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 a good good pick. Um, but even with that said, like I feel like David Finley is more of he comes across at least to me as more of a leader type. If that makes any sense, like uh, to me, like he fits that role much better than Gabe Kidd. I feel like Gabe, and that's not saying that like Gabe Kidd couldn't, but in his current incarnation, um, he feels like you know he's a wild card guy, um, and not necessarily a guy who's going to lead a faction. Um, uh, could that possibly happen? Yeah, I think I, I I look. I don't know if he's being groomed for that. But, you know, I think in time, if you wanted to go in that direction, you absolutely could. Um, I just don't see it right now. Like, I, th- I feel like David Finley is a better fit to be a, the leader of Bullet Club. Yeah, I also think it's a case of if they do go in that direction and David Finley is ousted as Bullet Club leader, where does he go from there? So I, I, I could see it as one of these things, maybe if his contract is expiring and he's not going to renew with the company, he's going to go and work elsewhere, then would be the time to pull the trigger on the game takeover. But yeah, I think I would love to see it. Hope it does happen. Gabe's got all the tools. Uh, what else have we got? So TMDK look like they're going to be challenging Bishamon for the IWGP heavyweight tag titles. Um, Shane Hayes' hair is slicked back and he's going to show them just how big a piece of shit he can be. <laughs> William says, do you think New Japan should have the tag tournaments separated like before the pandemic? Because I'm quite excited. I'm looking forward to World Tag League because we're setting the table with some, I think, really uh, some interesting new teams and some of the more established teams. Uh, I think that's going to be cooking later mm-hmm. on this year. Do you think they should keep Super Junior, Tag League and World Tag League separate like they did before or together as they did last I like together. I do, I do like to sit together because, again, everything matters at that point. Um, I definitely like that much more. Um, I think the bigger question is, is are we taking off that month? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's our tradition. Yes. So, uh, yeah, we'll have to uh, keep that in the back of our heads. Good. And Adam says, I can't help but think that the three Musketeers have already been forgotten post-G1. Apart from Suji, neither Ren or Shota have even been given a hint of a story for this destruction tour. What do you think those two in particular should be doing on the road to Wrestle Kingdom? Well, Adam, I don't think has been paying attention to this final oh, no. show because I think they've clearly set up a, a program between Shota and Ren for destruction. They were going at it. Uh, Nagata and Suzuki were facing off, so it looks like they're going to have a match. Watto and Desperado have been locking horns, so that could be three singles matches, and it could also be a trios match as well. So that is the direction going forward. Uh, Bray says, I know this will get flack because it's another faction. Thoughts on Umino, Watto, Nagata as a group of their own? Uh, no, that's not going to happen. I mean, they're, they're the... Um, Hontai. I mean, Hontai is its own thing, and that, that's where it's going to stay, I think. And Ico Rule says, what can this company do to salvage Narita's return to the main roster? He had an exciting debut slash first month and now seems dead on arrival. I think the Kaito match at the end of the G1 sparked him into life. I thought there was a really good showing from Ren. I don't think his G1 was as disastrous as other people have said. And I think 
I mean, having a feud with Umino through destruction is an interesting choice that will go, you know, straight to musketeer or musketeer violence. Um, that, that's an interesting. Yeah, one. I think I think a lot of people were disappointed, though. You know, in 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 Ren's G one, I think it's I think it's fair, um, because he's in a block where he's able to work with guys that, quite honestly, are in the same kind of boat as him. Like he he's not going to be that guy who, you know, he's in like C block where you know he's fucking losing every night, and that could be, um, somewhat depressing. Um. Trust me, I, I I truly think that there's more in the tank, um, but to me, I don't know. I feel like there's more to him than the guy in black tights. You know what I mean? Like I feel like there's more to him that's just not being showcased right now. Um, and and again, he's a bit of a, a manga or anime nerd. I know he's been talking about the Kinniku Man stuff. You should lean into that. Just you know, jazz it up a bit. Don't don't be the Shibata clone anymore. He can do better than that. And I, yeah, I agree with you. I think he's got to sort of just discover himself a bit more. Yeah, I think yeah, and 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 maybe in time that'll happen. But yeah, to be black tights guy, I don't think does him any favors. Um, he can still kick as hard as he fucking wants. Just let's 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 bring something else out of him that's a little bit different than. And that's your comment is it's a comment that I've heard a ton. Um, The Shibata stuff. It's 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 glaringly obvious. Um, And I think he can do better than that. Uh, We also have a show against Taichi KOPW program looking likely, which could be really good because they could wrestle each other really well and hit each other really hard. Mm. And I also think they're both underrated uh, comedic talents that could be very fun as well. So I don't know what direction they're going, but uh, I'm low-key excited about Sho and Taichi. Uh, we've also got a strong women's title match lined up with uh, Julia defending against Momokogo, Diana Parazzo and Giselle Shaw, which I think think uh let me check if that is up on this impact show no it isn't i don't know when that match is i've not done my homework but um yeah so those are some of the programs we've got going into destruction now it is time to preview the two weekend shows the all-star junior festival usa which will be taking place on saturday at the 2300 arena and then the very next night we have the multiverse united 2 for whom the bell tolls impact and new japan crossover shows uh first of all damon are you going to either of these? yes i'm going to the saturday show um the junior show which again seems like a hodgepodge of it seems like a strong show with uh, you know a couple guys i brought over um in weird matches um so i'll be there for that uh and then i don't know sunday's still on the table i don't i don't know if i'm going to that show but uh yeah i am planning on saturday all right so let's uh have a look at these cards and i don't have a match order for the all-star junior festival usa i don't so think they do either. Just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what they've got on the website uh kickoff match we've got goldie versus vinnie pacifico no idea who either of those guys are uh we do have and i think this is sort of the centerpiece of this event the all-star junior festival tournament yeah. so we have on one side of the brackets francesco Acura versus mike bailey that should be good other side of the brackets yeah, it should be. Yeah, uh, other side of the brackets, Kevin Knight versus Clark Connors. So 
uh, and they'll, the, the final will be on the same night. So uh, there's plenty of directions this could go. I think given the direction of destruction and seeing the United Empire against LIJ matchups, I'm kind of leaning towards Francesco Acura winning this because now he's no longer a tag champion. I think he deserves a bit of single shine. And if he wins this tournament, then he could challenge Hiromu during destruction or one of these other shows. I think Akira versus Hiromu would be a really great match. And I also, if I had to pick a final, I think Akira versus Clark Connors in the final, just mm. think Akira can have some revenge over Clark of, over the way they were uh, beaten last time uh, for the, the tag title. So yeah, I would pick Akira and Clark to go through to the final. But I mean, I could see plenty of upside in the other outcomes. I mean, Kevin Knight, yeah, I might he could be a really exciting finalist. I mean, any of these guys, all four of these guys, I think are really good. But I think if I had to pick, I would say Akira as our um, winner of the tournament. Yeah, that would be nice. I, I hate the idea of it, though. And, I, and it's kind of, you know, we, we all bought into it. We kind of knew that this was going to be the case. But I kind of don't like the idea of guys working twice in a night and um because i think it's obvious and 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 rightfully so that you know they're going to hold back you know until the their finals for what it's worth um so hopefully everything works out there yeah i would like to see that um it's, it seems weird that more people aren't in this tournament but okay fine we're gonna have four people in the tournament yeah, I mean, the rest of the card is ranging from weird to dog shit. Um, let's go through it. I'm not going to go match by match. I'll just read out what we've got on the card and we can talk All about right. it. So we've got a tag match with Mal and El Desperado versus Jordan Oliver and Nick Wayne. That should be all right. Um, Matt Seidel and Matt Yo Seidel? Against yeah, Matt Seidel and Yo against Bushi and Shun Skywalker. That'd be a lot of fun, I think. I mean, Shun Skywalker and... Yo, going at it together, that could be Yeah, good. wait, 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 wait. I mean, this, is, is this first, this is the first Matt Seidel New Japan appearance, correct? Right? I can't re recall if he's been on any other US-based uh, shows could be right, huh? after his no, drug I bust. I don't recall him appearing on Strong or anything. No, I think you're right. Huh. Well, listen, marijuana is legal now in... in <laughs> So I think it's okay. No, Rocky loves booking criminals. He what? really does. He loves he loves booking people with sketchy passes. Past. Okay. All right. But all right. Look. Uh, oh, you know what? I'm all right. Matt Seidel, I can handle. Good. All right. Let's go. All right. Uh, we've got Pat's King of Stakes Philly Cheese oh. Steak Cup three way tag ladder match. <laughs> so here are the teams: Hiromu and Rocky. Makes no sense. Watto and Blake Christian. And Doki and Lowrider. Who? I don't know who Lowrider is. and Lowrider. I'm not familiar no, with Lowrider. I, I don't care to find out. Um, yeah, it, I mean, again, Rocky and Hiromu. I don't know why they would be tagging, but okay, great. Uh, you know, Rocky's got to put himself in in a in a marquee match. I <laughs> I hate the name of it. I, I just hate the uh, like. It's just so like low common denominator Philly thing, you know, it's just, okay, we is get Pat, it. Are Pat's the king of steaks? So here's what Pat's is. So in South Philadelphia on the corner uh, on Passiunk Avenue, uh, there are two cheesesteak places, right? It's Gino's and it's Pat's. Um, they are both good for the, after the bars close, 
go there to get your fucking grub on, right? Like at two in the morning, it's fucking delicious, right? Uh, one o'clock in the afternoon, it's probably not the best choice for a cheesesteak, to be brutally honest. Um, but it's there. It's kind of like a staple, and it's kind of like a – I don't want to say go so far as to say tourist trap because I don't think – I mean, it's definitely a touristy place. Like if you go to Philadelphia, a lot of times that's where you're going. More for the fact that it's kind of iconic. The best – no. Um I just hate the I just hate the idea of okay great we get it we 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 were pretty famous for our cheesesteaks we get it um is is it officially a Pats is involved in it though like Pats is a sponsor yes huh yes it okay is. well you know maybe we'll have cheesesteaks there that'd be nice like if Pats was smart they would have fucking cheesesteaks there to buy I. Is it going to be like a cheesesteak hanging from the top of the arena? Because so. guess what? I'm hopping on that fucking ladder. <laughs> <laughs> I'll punch Rocky right in the fucking face for that cheesesteak. <laughs> Damn right. You would deserve it. All right. <laughs> right. So there's that. Uh, we've got a lucky dip tag what? match with tag team partners to be decided by random drawing in the ring. So Kosei Fujita, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, Alex Shelley, Robbie Eagles, Ace Austin, Chris Bay, TJP, and Cheeseburger. What? What? Yes. Cheeseburger? Yep. I mean, I I, I mean I uh, cheeseburger <laughs> uh, you know, I've have fond memories of cheeseburger. He's a good guy. <laughs> We're carting out cheeseburger, huh? I mean, we've got because like, you know, Fujita is great. Kanemura, fantastic. Yeah. Alex Shelley, really yeah. good. Robbie Eagle, brilliant. Yes. Uh, I like Ace Austin, I thought it was really good. TJP, brilliant. Chris Bay, he's he's all right. Is that the best we could do? Right. Like, and, and why? Like, what? What's the point? Like, it's like Rocky's phone had to be off the like just a million texts from you know, hey, could you put me on the show? And he's a guy who apparently can't say no because fucking cheeseburgers on it. Um, wow, it's gonna get worse. T- t- it's gonna what? get worse. Oh. Um, hey, can you worse. do me a favor though? I'm saving it. Okay. Um, can yeah. you do me a favor? Can you hit up Robbie Eagles? Uh, just let him know. Uh, you know, obviously, I'm in the area. If he wants to uh, grab a cold one or maybe a cheesesteak or two, uh, I'd be more than happy to uh, show him the town. Brilliant. Yeah, I will reach out to him. Remind me after we stop recording. Okay. I'll shoot him a message. And we have a five-way match with Fugaz, Leo Rush, Dragon Kid, Soberano Jr., and KC Navarro, which, again, an absolute mess, but could be fun. I mean, there's some talented names there. Yeah. Love Leo Rush, love Soberano Jr., so... I think that'd be crazy again, good. Would have loved something. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay, I'm okay with that. Okay, and this is the last match. Again, this is no particular order, but we have a six-man tag okay. match. On one side, we have the DKC, Ryusuke Taguchi, mm. and Rich Swan. Okay. On the other side, Starboy Charlie, Who? Jack Cartwheel, and the artist formerly known as Enzo Amore, Real One. Nah, stop fucking with That can't be right. Really? No, no, no. Absolutely correct. I'm not shitting you. Thoughts. What? Why? <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Why? 
and and he he Enzo says I'll end up at Tokyo Dome if I get the chance oh. to quote do what we do in NJPW debut. <laughs> now, but this is a guy who managed to politic his way into a fifteen-minute draw with Juice Robinson. There's no way his team are losing this match, right? His team are winning this match. I I I, I don't know what to say to him. I mean, this, right? Sketchy past, right? You know, we talked about these people with dodgy backgrounds. Mm. Um, Enzo Amore was released by WWE um, after he was accused of rape. He was not charged in the case. The Phoenix police decided not to pursue charges against Enzo Amore. And again, I'm not putting a judgment on that, whether he is innocent, guilty, blah, 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 whatever. You know, we know how sketchy those things can be. What the fuck are we doing? Why... Why are we booking an accused an accused rapist? <laughs> Why? Why? What is this? Why? There, there. Who th- wanted this? Who is this for? Right. Who is this for? Who is this for? Uh, I like even taking those allegations off the table. But like, even if we took those off the table, why is anyone? Does anybody give a sh? What like now? Add that on top of it, and it's like, what? What? It, did you- he's not even a good. This is a guy who managed to concuss himself. He knocked himself unconscious running the ropes. If I'm not mistaken, he's the incompetent wrestler. He's the- so it's not as if this is like some mega draw. He's going to give you five star classics and just you know someone needed to give him a clean slate. He he's hopping a rail. Or, you know, at Madison Square Garden. Joel. <laughs> Enjoy the show, Damon. <laughs> like, who... Uh, I mean, who's in... Uh, I am blown away by the fact that I have to sit there for that. Which I won't be. I'll, I'll... Are, are you really shocked? Yes. Like, this is the same company slash person who tried to sneak Marty Skull back in under the radar and tried to quietly get away with continue to book Chris Dickinson until people started making a fuss. Are we really surprised here? Yes. I it, like I, I truly am because it's not like you're, you're bringing a guy in who people have interest in. Do people have interest in him? Like, like I either the new Japan pro wrestling fan base has been completely diluted and they're just it's just it's a lost cause which I don't believe to be the case. I just don't understand why. And the idea of him showing up at the to- let me be very clear. And I'm saying this with full of emotion. So, but I'm I am I am Planting the flag. I'm going to die on this hill. If he, what is he, RS, what is he called now? Help me. Real oh, one. God. If real one steps foot in the Tokyo Dome, other than watching a fucking baseball game, I am done with New Japan Pro Wrestling. How's that grab you? I'm done. The podcast is over. We yeah, I'll join you for we that. We pack it up. Yeah. And toodaloo. I'm done with New Japan. Because here's the thing. As a fan of this product, I can put up with terrible booking decisions. 
I can put up with uh, just, you know, uh, missteps and bumbles and all of that stuff. And why aren't they doing this? And why can't they get their heads out of their fucking asses? This is different. This is different. This is the whole show is preposterous. Is there good shit in there? Probably. There's guys that can work their asses off and they'll do their best to put on a good show. I'm 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 blown away. Here's what it is. Unfortunately, I don't drink anymore. But uh maybe I just saddle up to the bar and start <laughs> during that match. <laughs> maybe, maybe I get back on the wagon. What do you say? I hop on and just sit there for that match. Because I'm not watching that fucking shit. I don't I, it's, it's garbage. And I'm so disappointed in New Japan. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm incredibly disappointed again, again, that, that, that this is even on the table. I'm fucking over it, man. Uh, like, it's so disappointing, man. Like, why? It's are, so sleazy, isn't it? It feels really sleazy. It doesn't, it, I, like, it just, it's just... Why? It's like the kind of shit you'd expect to see on like one of those control your narrative <laughs> bullshit shows that popped up. Yeah, it's just it I I it's just unworthy of New Japan and, and Enzo stepping foot on you know the blue the blue map, yeah the blue ring yeah. New Japan yeah Ugh. yeah it's it's preposterous to me. Like truth be told, to me this is not a New Japan pro wrestling show. Like this is a show where new japan pro wrestlers are on it like to sit there and call this a new japan pro wrestling show quite honestly is embarrassing that's not to say that there won't be good stuff on it there there will be but to call this a new japan pro wrestling show is embarrassing and the idea that we're going to to experiment with this is at least disappointing and 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 you know at the top of the scale it's enough for me to just walk away from this fucking thing. It really is. That's that's where I'm at with this. I'm going to go to this show, and I'm going to have a good time. But trust me, that match is either bathroom break. And I and and here's the thing too. We already bought our tickets, right? Once again, we already bought our tickets. And I think if people like, I don't think that there's any mistake. In the fact that he was put on this show, uh, I mean, maybe it was a month. Uh, who knows? I don't. I don't even know. Like, like, when did you hear that he was on the show? Uh, I think it was kind of sneak stuck yes. in there during the sort of around the semi-final finals time of G1, uh, where they thought people would. Be yeah, interested. pretty weird how that happens, right? How just that just just sl- right. You're right. Just kind of slides in there. Kind of slides in there. Because uh, I think if people knew beforehand, I don't think a lot of people would be happy with that decision, right? So I'm going to urge everyone in attendance that has any type of concerns to feel free meet me at the bar during that match. Because here's the thing. At the end of the yes, mass walkout. Yes, mass walkout. Yeah. Maybe that's the time for your smoke break. Maybe that's the time to look at merch. 
maybe that's the time to take a piss or a nice healthy shit. Because in the ring, <laughs> that's what you're getting. Um, and you, you you can't take back your ticket. You've already bought it. But let your actions speak louder for once. You have control. You can sit there and watch the match, or you can get up and let your or boo or whatever. You you paid your money. Me? No, don't don't no. don't exactly. Exactly. It's not worth it. It's 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 counterproductive. Just walk out. Yep. As soon as he's making his entrance, walk out. His name popped up on the screen. Walk Take out. a break. There's, there's there's that that's the time, and I urge everyone to do that now. Uh, <sighs> can, can I also throw something, something else? Uh, www.njpw1972.com forward slash contact forward slash inquiry mm. forward slash. So let them know. Yeah, let the company know what you think about this. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I think it's I think that's a very good idea actually. Obari's in a listening mood. Yeah. He's, he's got his ears open. Yep. Do you think he even knows? No. Yeah, I don't think so either. I don't even think he knows. Um, Boy, that would be nice. You know what? That would be really refreshing if people stood up for what they feel is right. Um, I'm not going to tell you what to do. But I, I, that would be really nice to let your voice be heard by not saying a word and let your feet do the talking. Ah, <sighs> dear. Um, Jim says, confirm that Enzo Amore single-handedly tanked the Bushi Road stock <laughs> price. Yes. Look. Indeed. Um, I don't even think they know he's right. on the show, to be honest with you. No. All right. Um, so, Sunday, we've got Monty vs. United 2. Uh, kickoff match, we've got Joe Hendry, Heath, and Yuya Uemura against Master Watto, Rocky Romero, and Ryusuke Taguchi. We have the Impact Digital Media Championship, Kenny King defending against Yoshinobu Kanemaru. We have a Bullet Club versus the World match with David Finlay, Kenta, Clark Connors, Alex Coglin, Chris Bay, and Ace Austin against Josh Alexander, PCO, Tamatonga, Tangaloa, El Fantasmo, and the DKC. We have an X-Division Junior Heavyweight Scramble with Frankie Kazarian, Bushi, Kevin Knight, Chris Sabin, El Desperado, Mao, and Rich Swan. We have a singles match between Doki and Callahan. We have a TMDK versus Impact match with Zack Sabre Jr. and Shane Haste against Moose and Eddie Edwards. A special tag match with Trey Miguel and Leo Rush against Hiromu and Mike Bailey. And the Impact World Championship match, champion Alex Shelley defending against Hiroshi Tanahashi. That is a way better show, yeah. way better card than the all-star junior festival yeah i would i'm i'm, I'm in full agreement i i'd like to swap my tickets please <laughs> is that possible uh yeah that's a better that to me that's that's a better show that's a that's a more enjoyable show um yeah boy that that really rocked my world dude um i don't know okay all right let's move on what are you gonna do that's it. We're done. We've gone some places in this episode. Yeah, we? yeah, yeah. You're doing uh, you're doing Wembley. I'm doing twenty three hundred. Well, it's on the line, right? The future of this show is on the fucking line. <laughs> a bar, a bar. Can't wait to sign that fucking paper. <laughs> 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 the, 
bringing them in first class. Are you kidding me? Oh, boy, what a disappointment. Uh, hey, here's the thing. I'm not, I'm not here to say that, look, this is not for me. And I'm going to do what I think is right. And I, and I urge everyone to do the same. That's it. That's all. Yeah, we, we've got a responsibility to speak out when we think something is not right, and this is not, it's not right. right. And not only is it not right, it just makes it like I don't know what we gain from this. Like, what? Where's where's the where's the positive in this? Just feels really fucking sketch. All right, whatever. I, I you know what? I'm going to do what I got to do. Uh, let's wash the taste away. Louis says, uh, one question, non G1 farmers related. Joel, now you're back in the UK. What are some of the foods you're looking forward to eating again? And what crisps are you looking forward to? Beans on toast. To want snack again. On? I'm enjoying, <laughs> beans on toast. uh, I'm enjoying the co-op, uh, fancy salt and vinegar crisps. I think it's like sea salt and Chardonnay mm, wine vinegar, some nice. sort of nonsense like that. They're really good. Uh, what else am I enjoying? Pot noodles. Love a pot noodle. Chicken and mushroom pot noodle. I even tried the Donny Kebab pot noodle. That's, that's how dirty I am. Uh, Donna kebabs, of course. Um, I like toasted saurine malt loaf with a bit of butter. That's nice. Crumpets. I've missed mm. crumpets. Uh, English breakfast cereals, crunchy nut cornflakes, um, jam donuts. How about the beef? Market jam donuts. So Salt beef. beef. Oh, I, had a, I had a great roast dinner oh. on Sunday. Sunday roast at the uh, Dartmouth Beautiful. Inn. Had uh, roast pork. Lovely bit of crackling mm. there. Big Yorkshire pudding. It was it was a thing of beauty, oh. David. When am I coming? When am I? When am I? When am I? When are we showing up, mate? You you see my new house? Beautiful. There's a, a spare spare bedroom there with your name. Oh, I tell you what, I would uh, I, I would love it. It looks gorgeous. It looks absolutely stunning. And here's the thing: it looks relaxing and peaceful and just quintessential English countryside. I'm in. I'm. You know what? I'm getting on the fucking plane right now. Let's do it. Let's combine it with Royal Quest. Yep. Oh, it's I'm only, what, three hours? <laughs> three hours from London by train? Less than that. Less than okay. That. But, uh, All right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I got to I gotta find a way to make this happen relatively soon. Because, yeah, look, that, yes. all, everything that you just described, my mouth is watering. Sounds delicious. All right. Well, let's end that uh, podcast on a positive there. So redcircle.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash J dash cast. We always appreciate your uh, monetary contributions there. So if you like what we do and enjoy the show, please think about sending us a bit of money because it's very much appreciated. Discord link you can get if you send me a direct message on Twitter at Cobra Kawaii and ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash SuperJCast for our t-shirts. Big thank you to Editor Dan. Find him on Twitter at LousyHero219. Subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network for other great shows. Give us a five-snake review on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at SuperJCast. Thank you everyone for listening and goodbye. Do you like wrestling trivia? Then check out the five-star match game, the Pro Wrestling Quiz Show. I'm Joe Gagney, and every episode, I grill three contestants with five rounds of power-packed wrestling trivia. We have over 30 evergreen episodes in the archives covering WWE, AEW, Japan, Mexico, and much, 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 much more. Play along at home and check it out today.